Welcome to Better Animal Handling, Chapter 11, Episode 77. Center of Missouri, USA. I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and trail tried co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on trail riding and arena riding. Our topics for this week are proper trail riding etiquette and safety, and arena riding etiquette and safety. A trail rider on horseback needs to be a calm, confident leader and not a nervous passenger. When trail riding, a rider should not ride alone. A cell phone should be attached to the rider's body and not on the saddle or in the saddlebag. If the rider is thrown or the horse runs away, the rider will need a readily retrievable cell phone. An ID bracelet or tag should be carried by the rider, and another one should be attached to the saddle that also contains emergency contact information. If a rider has an accident, first responders may not be allowed to check a wallet or a cell phone for an ID. Materials that should be carried in a trail bag for trail riding include Owner information if the horse runs off and is found. Hoof pick, knife, self-adhesive bandage material, whistle, rain, poncho, or slicker, trail map, rope halter, and 15-foot rope, and duct tape. Safe riding requires being proactive, anticipating possible problems and how to guide the horse through them. Riders should not leave the group or let the group leave them. The group should not move until everyone is mounted, and riders should ride as a group at the pace comfortable for the least experienced rider. Approaching or leaving another rider on horseback should be done quietly and slowly. A trail rider should ride at least a horse's length behind another horse. Traditionally, a horse that is known to kick on trail rides will have a red ribbon tied to its tail. A red ribbon on a forelock signals the horse may bite. A green ribbon means an inexperienced trail horse. A yellow ribbon marks a stallion. However, all horses may bite or kick if their personal space is invaded by another horse. So all horses should be treated as if they would bite or kick if someone rides too close. If a rider wishes to stop, he should raise his hand to signal riders behind him to prevent a pileup and the risk of being kicked. Caution is also needed if riding next to someone else because some horses will quickly turn and kick the other horse, usually in the area of the rider's leg. The horse should be turned toward scary objects such as cars, dogs, bicyclists, and allowed to keep their feet moving by zigzagging if needed. The horse should not be turned so that a horse scary object is directly behind it in its blind spot. 
tie-downs, martingales, and other tack that prevents a horse from freely raising its head should not be used on trail rides, since they can cause a ridden or runaway horse that attempts to cross water to drown, or one that falls on its side from being able to regain its feet without struggling. When encountering people on bicycles or other equipment the horse is not used to, the rider should try to get the other person to talk to them so that the horse realizes that the scary object is, in part, human. Riders must be watchful of people with raincoats or other plastic, crackly-sounding apparel, umbrellas, and balloons. Each of these are common horse-scary objects. If roads must be crossed while on a trail ride, traffic guard riders should be posted along the road for both directions to stop oncoming vehicles. Other riders should cross single file between the traffic guards without large gaps in a line and travel no faster than a slow trot. Paved roads, especially asphalt, can be slick for horses' hooves or shoes if the shoes are not specially made or adapted for pavement. If there's any possibility of a need to ride at night, reflective tape should be attached to the rider and the horse's legs above the fetlocks. Trail riders need to know the dates for hunting seasons and avoid riding in hunting areas. Even if not planning to go into the woods or another area that might be for hunting when riding horses during hunting seasons, Rides should be restricted to midday and a bright orange hat or vest on the rider or a rump sheet on the horse should be worn. Trails should stay along roads or in open fields. Bells can be put on stirrups and the rider can carry a whistle if hunters are needed to be alerted. However, horses must be desensitized to whistles beforehand and whistling begun softly to warn the horses before making a loud, shrill noise. When riding in dense brush or woods, looped reins, loose back cinches, and loose breast collars can get caught on branches of vegetation. The rider must be able to bend at the waist and lean over the horse to occasionally duck under limbs, and the horse must be tolerant of this. English, Australian, and endurance saddles do not have horns, which allow the rider to bend over more closely to the horse's neck when riding through areas with trees having low branches. All horses should be trained to tolerate dismounting on either side, plus riders should practice mounting from either side. When riding in hills or mountains, the rider should always dismount on the uphill side. Mounting or dismounting on a downhill side is difficult and dangerous, since a horse may fall toward the rider. Evie says falling downhill with a horse on top of you would definitely be a downer experience. During lightning storms, riders need to seek low ground, but remain watchful for flash flooding. Taking cover under trees that are next to rock outcroppings or in water must be avoided. Metal on riding tack and on riders should be removed if possible. 
Riders ought to stand on something that insulates, such as a rubber rain slicker, or crouch with their feet together and arms near their body. When crossing a stream or river, there should be nothing that could impede the horse's movement, such as tie-downs, lee ropes, or makatis, lariats, or martingales. The rider's movement also needs to be freed. No chaps or spurs. The rider should find the most shallow spot possible and head the horse diagonal to the current. Slower currents indicate deeper water and should be avoided. Deer or elk tracks at a crossing will indicate a safer area crossing site. When riding in the water, the rider should watch the far bank, not the water. Watching the water may cause a rider to lose his balance. When a horse is crossing water, it should not be permitted to stand and paw at the water, since this is a fairly reliable sign it intends to lay down in the water. Swimming a horse in deep water is dangerous and should be avoided. If deep water crossing is unavoidable, remaining in the saddle impedes the horse's ability to swim and the rider's ability to get free in an emergency. Split reins should be tied together and hooked over the saddle horn to reduce the chance of the horse stepping on the reins in shallow water. The rider should kick his feet free of the stirrups and hold on to the saddle horn while he stretches his legs back and float on his belly over the horse's rump. If a rider is alongside the horse, a horse attempting to paddle through the water could kick the rider under the water while inflicting him with serious injuries. Alternately, a rider may slide back over the horse's rump, hold the tail, and float behind the horse. Water may be splashed toward the horse's head to keep him moving forward if necessary. If caught in deep mud, the rider should get off and lead the horse from either the left or right side. After any ride, the horse should always be required to walk back to the barn. They should not be immediately fed or turned out to pasture after returning. Immediate rewards after returning will encourage horses to rush and return back to the barn. This is called being barn sour. After returning, it's best to ride the horse near the barn for a while before finishing or tie it and let it stand for 10 minutes or more before being fed or released to a pasture. Riding in an arena with other riders can be dangerous if proper etiquette is not followed. Riders going at a faster gait have the right of way. They are expected to stay to the outside, near the rail. Slower riders ride closer to the center of the arena. When stopping, mounting, or dismounting, a rider is expected to go to the center of the arena. When approaching another rider going the opposite direction, riders should stay to the right. Another horse should not be followed at closer than one horse's length. Horses should not be lunged in a warm-up area with riders present. Now, let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Never leave another trail rider alone on a ride. 
No tack that could interfere with a horse's freedom to move his head should be used on trail rides. Avoid trail riding during hunting season. Become able to mount or dismount from either side without assistance before trail riding. Always carry your cell phone on your person and never on your saddle. Do not stop crossing water and allow your horse to paw the water. Always walk your horse back to the barn. When arena riding, slower riders should move closer to the center of the arena. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling is available in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press. It's also available on Amazon and for many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is available at betteranimalhandling.com. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about transmissible diseases of horses. Hey, Abby, what kind of trail rides have you liked? Seriously? The ones when I was not singing Happy Trails to you? 